ever wish you could erase all the baggage, all the hurt, all the frustration and confusion that came when you left the church? You know Jesus holds the hope in your heart, but you are still working through some very confusing emotions, and I get it. Oh, geez, do I get it. It took me 20 years of sifting through those emotions to finally come to a place of peace and move forward with the joy in my heart that only God's steadfast love can give. I do not want it to take you 20 years. I want you to start your new life in Christ today, right now. If you're nodding your head along with me, then you need to head on over to findingfaithabove.com slash breakthrough session. So you can sit down with me, girlfriend to girlfriend, and power through this because you do not need to go another day carrying all that baggage. What is keeping you stuck from moving forward? Are you missing that person removed from it all that can give you honest feedback without judgment? I'm here for you. Is it family, truth, the feeling of being lost? Together, we'll hash it all out and we'll get you on a path to a true relationship with Jesus after religion. It is possible and it starts right now. I can't wait to talk to you. Findingfaithabove.com slash breakthrough session. Well, I had a very different topic picked out for today, but we are going to jump in with seven verses, a Bible lesson that I did with my baby girl today of almost 13. Let's jump on in. Hi, and you are listening to the Finding Faith Above podcast. I am your host, Shelby Hossfield, on a mission to help you find your true purpose in his great name after leaving religion. Here's a hint. It's all about grace, girlfriend. Here we are pushing past the baggage of religion and this world and discovering how to live our purpose through God's grace, not works. I spent years turning my back on him after leaving the church, but he never gives up on us. This is the Sunday School mixed with your best coffee shop with your girlfriend. You are listening to Finding Me the Buck. All right, Mama. So this morning was one of those mornings. It was one of those days where you kind of question everything you have ever done with your child who is now at the cusp of teenagerism. Like, maybe I shouldn't have eaten so much ice cream when I was pregnant. Or taken that cold medicine the doctor said was okay. Maybe he was wrong. It was that dang Babywise book. If I hadn't let her cry it out, none of this would have ever happened. You question yourself. Have I loved her too much? Or maybe not enough. You know, I mean, did I, should I have given her a hug or should I have given her a spanking? The thoughts go through your mind like she will never, ever, 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 ever look at another screen for as long as she lives. That's it. We're becoming homesteaders with no electricity. Oh, Lord Jesus, come now and help me. <laughs> it's just this storm of worry. One minute, it's like craziness. And you're like, who is this alien child? And then the next second, you know, you're like, she walks out, nothing ever happened, happy as can be, smile on her face. And you're like, holy smokes, I am coming to recognize this is just our new normal. It's called parenting a beautiful teenage girl who you love so incredibly much. But with this emotional roller coaster ride that we're going on, we often forget how important it is to have those very serious talks. You know, get into the word, get deep, and teach these little world changers the word. I admit sometimes it is easy to just go say, I'm going to go take a hot bath. Mama needs a timeout. I have to stop a minute here and remind you all of something. So this podcast, it most of the time, 
is focused all on building a relationship with Jesus after religion, which is was supposed to be our main topic for today. But I did not go straight from being in religion and being in a church right to the Christian faith. A lot happened in between. And the thing that brought me to Jesus was going through some really tough stuff where Satan was at my door coming for my daughter And that made me realize that I could not do this alone. I was not big enough. I could not fight him. I needed God. And it was the first time I had ever really realized just that we think in this world that we are so strong. We think that we can take on anything. And you know, the world really encourages that too. You know, you're capable of everything. But the fact of the matter is we need him. Our strength comes from him. We are nothing without his help. And I had to give it to him. I had to allow him to guide my steps after I laid it all down at the foot of the cross. And I understood true grace for the first time. He told me it's not going to be easy. This is going to be hard, but it will be okay. And it has been exactly that and so much more goodness. It's crazy how, you know, some people say when they're going through the fire, like really going through the fire and they experience a peace like they had never known despite the fire. And I can honestly say that God's peace is just that, that it holds you regardless of what is happening. And that's where our strength is. So as I'm going through this life and deciding how to (laughs) present uh, God to you all in a way that's changed my life and help you, we can't forget about what has brought us here. And, uh, and really, you know, I mean, to me, it was my family. My family has what brought me here and brought me to Jesus. So today I woke up to a text having to do with my daughter's youth group. It Um, has been an answer to my prayers, this little youth group. It really has. It's been a safe space for her to learn to back up what I say (laughs) here at home about God and about Jesus's love. And and they back it up in, in a fun way that's just been so good, but no place is perfect. And so today they're, uh, was brought to my attention some concerns about a few things that were going on with the youth, a few of the youth that were back there. And it just, it flooded me with this whole other, you know, set of emotions that kind of came from the past when we really were dealing with some hard stuff and in parenting, some real hard stuff. So I decided to do something I hadn't done in a long while. I picked her up from school and we went for coffee and hot chocolate and a Bible study just for her. I kind of put, you know, some verses together that I wanted to read to her and talk to her about and kind of get things on a good path. And, and that's what we did today. And it was kind of like one of those things like no pressure, right? I need you, God. I need you right now (laughs) to help me to find the right words to really be able to talk to her in a way that, um, you know, didn't make her feel like, on the defense, you know, as, as our little wonderful little tweens often are, you know, where they get a little defensive possibly about things if they feel like you don't understand them. And, and I get that. And so I, I just ask God, please just give me the right verses. Give this mama some strength to be able to, to just communicate and talk with my baby girl. So here we go. 
Here are seven verses for all you beautiful baby girls out there. So first, you have to listen. Listen to your parents who love you. Second, you have to deny the sins overtaking this world. You cannot let them in. You cannot become the fool. Third, you have to have hope. Hope in the Lord and know that the hard times will build you up. Fourth, you need to know God will help you. He is your strength. He is your refuge. Fifth, you have to know how he knows you completely with steadfast love. And sixth, because you know this, you have to know that before we battle this world, we have to put on our armor of God. And lastly, we have to know that as we go out into the world, into this battle with our armor on, unfazed with perseverance and hope, we have to know that he charges us with the unique and beautiful task of being the light to shine before all. Praise be to our Father in heaven. All right, so that's the basics of it. Now let's break it down. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, this is the NIV. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. Classic, right? We all need this reminder from time to time. This has been powerful to my daughter to know that it is not just her crazy mom and dad that would like her to listen, but God's commandments. He also includes a promise that when she listens, good things will come. Now I get that not all homes are the same. Some parents, well, (laughs) maybe not everybody should listen to them. And some parents, well, maybe being parents is a struggle. But as followers of Christ, it is also tasked to us to be good parents to our children and to bring them up in the Lord. So to us Christian households, this verse holds true. Honor your father and mother. All right, so the second verse here is actually not a verse. It's a whole passage. This is Romans 1, 18 through 32. I'm not going to read this whole passage here today. It is heavy. (laughs) In fact, the title of this passage in the NIV version is God's Wrath Against Mankind. Now, before you go running scared and say, I am out, let me just say, y'all, if this passage does not speak to this world today, I do not know what does. I'm going to paraphrase a bit, and then I'd like to invite you over to my private Facebook group where I'm going to be reading and going through Romans on Thursday mornings. I'm also going to have bonus episodes on this podcast of that, so in case you uh, prefer to listen, which you probably do, seeing that you're listening here, (laughs) you can catch that on Thursdays. We're going to be going through Romans because Romans is my jam. It calls you out and simultaneously lifts you up. It is grace in Wow, it it was just mind-blowing the first time I read through Romans, and so we're going to be studying that. But in this passage, we are specifically talking about sin, and sin is an uncomfortable word for many of us who grew up in religion, because we're supposed to be without it, right? We're supposed to be able to do all the great works and be without it, but the fact is, is we're all sinful, and so it's really talking in this passage about sin, and you know, no one sin is greater than the other. But there are certain things that open the door for a lot more. And when we uh, do allow certain things and we do start to accept certain things, then it opens the door very wide for all onslaught. I mean, just all sorts of other things to come in. 
And this whole area really just speaks to young women today who are being attacked like no other on social media and whatnot. And just trying to speak to them as to it's okay to say that certain things are not in line with God. So one passage from this is, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. And God is a gentleman. You want to be a fool? He ain't going to stand in your way. Sometimes the things that seem like they should be accepted because the world tells you so are the very sins, the very things that are going to open the door widest to the enemy. So this whole passage, that's what this is talking to. It's saying it's okay to stand up for, for what's right with God. All right, so now we're going to move on. Romans again. This is going to be Romans 5. After this super heavy passage that we just listened to, we need to know that it is going to be okay <laughs> because the other one's pretty heavy. So let's have some hope amidst this hardship. Romans is great for this, but especially I like chapter 5 and this specific verse. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That's Romans 5, 2 through 5. And where do we get this hope? Who is there to help us through it all? Well, that's our next verse. That's Psalms 121, 1 and 2. Lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth. He is our refuge and strength, no other. And how do we know this? How do we know he knows us well enough to know how to help us? Because we are told, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. That's Psalms 139, 13 through 14. Is that not so beautiful? So when, baby girl, things get tough and they will there is something also incredibly important we have to do. There is no negotiation with this. We have to put on the armor of God, Ephesians 6.10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand 
firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in that spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. And then lastly, because God calls us to do something. Jesus tells us something so beautiful that you must know. You must do. You must be for him this thing. He says in Matthew 5, 14 and 16, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, baby girl, First, you have to listen. You have to listen to your parents who love you. Second, you have to deny all the sins overtaking this world. There are so many and you cannot let them in. You cannot become that fool. And then you have to have hope. You have to have hope in the Lord and know that the hard times, they are going to build you up so that you can persevere. And then fourth, you need to know God will help you. He will help you like nothing else in this world can. He is your strength and he is your refuge. And fifth, you have to know how he knows you. He knows you completely with steadfast love. And sixth, because we know this, we have to know that before we battle this world, we have to put on that armor of God. And lastly, we have to know that as we go out into this world, into this battle, with our armor on, unfazed, with perseverance and hope, we have to know that he has given us this amazingly unique and beautiful task of being the light. Be the light in this world. Be the light to shine his glory and his wonder to help others. This is no easy task, baby girl, but you got this. You be the light. Oh my goodness, I am so excited you decided to come hang out with me today and listen to this podcast. I hope upon hopes that it has blessed you in your life and given you some inspiration. And you know where you can find some more inspiration is over at 
findingfaithabove.com and on there you are going to find all sorts of cool resources to help you on this journey to building a better relationship with Jesus after leaving the church. I thank you so much for coming today. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss anything. And remember, Thursdays we are reading Romans. See you next time on Finding Faith Above.